It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Today we're talking about TV shows where we hated everyone. I'm Candace, and with me are my co-hosts, Vanessa. Hey. And Matt. Hello. And this conversation started with an article about the HBO show Succession and The Economist last fall. Uh, Mac and I saw this tweet, and we were like, what? <laughs> and they said, the whole poisonous setup of Succession violates a cardinal rule of 21st century storytelling that at least some of the characters, and ideally the protagonists, should be likable. And we were like, have you watched any TV ever? <laughs> <laughs> what is this take? Are you a TV newbie? Yeah, like, is, is Succession <laughs> the first move of show you've ever seen? Because we have been hating characters all of the characters for a very long time and the thing is characters don't need to be likable to be compelling so it doesn't really matter in the golden age of televisions we had sopranos breaking bad and mad men shows where it was very hard to root for most of the cast so today we're talking about shows where we hated all the main characters and mac i believe sopranos is on your list right yes actually um right when you said do you want to do this episode the sopranos immediately popped in my mind um, because I've been watching it recently, I hadn't seen it uh, before. And so I thought, hey, I'm going to check it out. Um, started watching on HBO Max. I think I got to season four or something. Um, and I just hated every single character, except for one. And um, I was really interested in the writing. I wanted to see what would happen. Um, and it ultimately just got to the point where I was like, I just, I can't take another scene of Tony. I need to take a break. And I haven't come back to it, but it is a seminal TV show. It's fantastic writing, um, stellar acting. It's just the characters all suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're all a bunch of murderers. They are murderers, cheaters, liars. They rope in innocent people in their schemes. And then those innocent people get killed and hurt. And... Um, it's just like when I see people talk about how Tony Soprano is their favorite character, it just raises all the red flags for me. I think we were talking about this, Matt, on Twitter, how Downton Abbey, we ended up like hating everyone on that show, practically. <laughs> they kept killing off the likable characters, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like spoil who dies, but like it got to the point where it's like, I just like hate everyone, at least upstairs. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of, you know, I actually, I watched the last episode for the first time this morning. Um, uh, I had, when I started watching Downton Abbey the first time, I got to season four and then I ended up doing something else. And so I rewatched it recently. Um, and yeah, I think um, as the show kind of explored the times. So I think as the downstairs, as the servants, as they're viewpoint of the nobility and the aristocracy changes so does that of the audience and so we're kind of left at the end like thinking like these rich people are basically these who can't do anything for themselves they need to be changed they need to be dressed they need to be fed um all the while where they're controlling the lives of all these people who are trapped in a system of oppression and so and, and servitude <laughs> so no, yeah i, like I just I, I i do i do really enjoy Downton Abbey. i like some of the downstairs characters i think by the end of it most of the upstairs characters i was just kind of over um and even though i know that mary is an awful person and she's supposed to be awful um and so i was able to make some excuses for her but for the rest of them i just 
you know, Lord Grantham cheating on his wife and then never seeing, you know, never like getting mad at her when she has a flirtation. It's just like these hypocrites. A lot of double standards. A lot of double standards, especially from the men, because it was in the early 1900s. So you can imagine what the attitudes were like. Um, On the other hand, I do think it is an excellent TV show. Again, I think the acting and the writing is stellar. And so, um, you know, the downstairs cast is definitely someone to root for. The upstairs, no, not so much. Yeah. And that's, again, like what The Economist was trying to say. And be like, yeah, we don't have to like these people to, to enjoy the show and to find it compelling. So the protagonist, Mary, is a bitch. I'm just saying it. She's horrible. <laughs> but she also has horrible things happen to her that you kind of like understand why she's horrible but she's still horrible <laughs> she lashes out when she feels like she is in a corner or that she's lost control and when she lashes out she tends to ruin people's lives yeah like legit ruin their <laughs> yeah. happiness forever vanessa who's on your list yeah sorry i haven't been participating but i actually never watched either of those shows <laughs> oh my gosh i was watching downton this year it's part of my 2021 bit. Well, no, not this year. I was watching Downton. I benched the whole thing in 2021 because my sister got me into it and she got my parents into it. So we were all just like texting each other, be like, we hate Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with things with things like, uh, you know, like The Sopranos, like Downton Abbey, where everybody is very, very into it and obsessed with it. It's not that I ne- that I don't want to watch them. It's just that I have to prepare myself because when <laughs> yeah. I get into it, when I get into a show, I'm just not stopping. You know, oh, it's know. just not happening. So I need to be I need to be like, all right, can I every, actually like have, yeah, do I have ev- the time? <laughs> every non-working waking hour i was watching downton abbey i was doing it while i was cooking while i was cleaning mm-hmm. i was like yep. i'm gonna go to bed at 2 a.m because i'm really need to get through this episode yep yep so it's just one of those things where, where i have to just prepare myself for it but i just i haven't had either you know the time or the just the emotional energy <laughs> for the past like couple of years you. um but yeah so so mine is uh well is not a surprise to anyone which is gossip girl and that is one of the the funny thing is the two shows that you've mentioned so far is it's you're saying that they're wonderful they're wonderful shows it's just the characters are just inherently unlikable and i'm not saying gossip girl is a bad show because obviously it it's very addictive (laughs) but it it definitely is one of those things where it's it's a soap opera on crack um and every single every single character and that's the thing is that you know i'm i'm somebody who tries to you know tries to empathize tries to really you know get into the mindset of of people and, and but every single one of these characters is just they're they're just terrible human beings the only one that gets like sem, semi pass every so often is actually serena who's the main character um because everything kind of is just happening to her for a lot of it but even even she is not is not the greatest but but most of them are just deplorable human beings like i'll read a couple of terrible uh terrible things that some of these people have done which is serena's father william vanderwoodson convinces lily which is her mother that he has that uh she has cancer when (laughs) bart bass who's chuck's father faked his demise to avoid being slain by a real estate competitor Oh my god. Prince Prince Louis. Slain. Yeah, I, 
Uh, hold on. I just got to get through some of these. Prince, <laughs> prince Louis, who is the uh, this prince that, that Blair falls in love with, and they actually, uh, they either get married or they're about to get married. Um, he pays Chuck, who's, who's Blair's, like, prior boyfriend, pays Chuck's therapist to drive him insane. Um, one of Chuck's <laughs> business <laughs> enemies tries to burn down a hotel with Blair inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Vanessa, like... <laughs> Like, when you're saying, like, oh, yeah, it's not, like, Downton level, but, like, it's good for what it is. Well, okay, no, that's the thing. It is good because it's just, you cannot stop watching this because you're just like, what in the absolute hell is happening? <laughs> but, and, and the funny thing is, is that I've watched this show at least three times through, and I don't remember half of this stuff because I, I think I might have repressed it. They're that terrible. Like you just know you every single time you watch it, it's kind of a surprise how terrible they are. And also, like one of them is Gossip Girl and talking yes. crap about everyone. Yeah, and else. The, just exp like that's that's the the heart of the show is just you know spreading all this gossip, which causes all of this drama or most of the drama. Oh my god, I can't it, it, <laughs> all that stuff. I haven't seen it, but you're just listing it. I'm like, what? You just... mm -hmm. By the way, I don't know if we just cite anything, but that's on, uh, that was on uh, Ranker. I think it's just Ranker.com. But they have, they have a lot of different lists because this, sh this show has been talked about a lot. And this is on top of the, just the general character horribleness that, that is just part of their personalities. Like Chuck is, I mean, basically takes advantage of, of women. Uh, and I... <sighs> I, most of and most of them are just bitches in general back talking each other um you know there's so many there's so many times when people are friends and then they're enemies and they become friends again and there's different kinds of alliances and it's just it is insane that sounds like an amazing show i need to watch it my sister liked it <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's horrible it's horrible but you but i mean as long as you know that going in yeah but you you can kind of like you can at least mentally prepare yourself and i think that actually makes it a little easier almost to to stomach just because you know sometimes if you're are you know too involved with a character like you really you really love a character like you're you're going to be super affected by everything that happens to them and but when it's people that you're like you know what i don't even i don't even care you're just eating popcorn yeah. <laughs> watching you're like, right you're just sure. you're like you know what fine i don't care what happens to you let's just see how how all this hits the fan did either Please of you watch sun yes uh, okay. I caught it when it was on TV. So I watched it like my dad watched it in the 90s. And I remember watching it as a kid. And then I watched three ones. And now it's on Netflix. And I binged the entire thing. Because mm -hmm. it's very easy to binge a sitcom you are familiar with, I can mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. So the series finale is well known for being hated. Not as hated as the Game of Thrones finale, but up there. Um, <laughs> I'm talking crap about Game of Thrones again. Um, because it. Yes. And... The whole thing was the characters got sentenced to jail because they're horrible people, pretty much just in general. There's a whole trial, has flashbacks and stuff like that. And people hated that these four characters got punished. But binge watching it, I'm like, they actually deserve it. These are horrible people. But you and don't like even Vanessa have to binge. You don't even have to. Sorry, you don't have to binge watch it to know that because they they bring all of that into the. Final That's very episode. true too. Yeah. That's very true. But still, people like. It's a little different seeing the whole episode play out and being like, oh, wait, 
there's nothing redeeming about these people. There's a whole rule. There was a rule in their writing room was like no hugging, no learning, which is what a lot of sitcoms back in the 90s would do. I'm just going to list a few things each character does of the main four. So Elaine Bennis, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who is like one of my favorite comedic actresses of all time. Anyway, I love her. But Elaine, horrible. She ended an engagement due to a wrongful conviction. And the guy was going to be bald in the next few years. She broke up with a man because of a rock climbing accident, disfigured his face, and she was only dating him because of his looks. She kidnapped a dog and considered murdering it because it was barking at night. That's just a no for me. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kramer helped kidnap that dog. Um, he burned down a cabin with cigars. And then after all the cigars were burnt, he went to ask for more cigars from the person whose cabin was burnt. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> So Jerry once refused to give a man mouth to mouth, even though he was dying. He let his girlfriend brush her teeth with a toothbrush that he accidentally let fall into the toilet. He mugged an old lady for a marble rye. He had his reasons, but if they're not good enough. (laughs) The worst one is in the last season. He drugged a woman he was dating to play with her toy collection. Her father left her. Like he gives her like Tylenol PM instead. And he also gives her a bunch of wine and turkey another time to get her to go to sleep. So he can play with these vintage toys that have never been taken, like, out of their box. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. George is the worst. Do you think these are bad? Um, He tried to poison his boss by, like, roofing him. Um, He made up a fake charity to not give out holiday gifts. (laughs) He he makes Jerry call in a bomb threat to Yankee Stadium because he's stuck napping under his – desk and he doesn't want george steinbrenner to find him napping so you know bomb threat really you know terrorism right there um he tries to cheat on his fiance with marissa tomei um and then he accidentally killed his fiance with cheap envelopes yes yes that's the one that i'm thinking of yeah (laughs) yeah because they were so cheap and toxic it killed her and then when he was told about her death from the doctor she he showed restrained joy about it. Yeah, because well, he was not he was not into it for some reason. I don't remember why. Yeah. Because he's just there's all these jokes like, yeah, that he was over her and that it, the relationship wasn't going to work anyway. So then they killed her. He killed her yeah. by extension. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the the talk is that the the main four actors had issues with her comedic timing, and oh. like one of them said, "Wouldn't you just like to kill her?" You know, <gasps> as a joke. So Larry Day was really? like, we're killing her off. That's that's even more horrible. I know, but they didn't know the what to do line. with her. Because they couldn't really have George married. Yeah, but, show. right. But, like, to, to say it's because of comedic timing is a little Yeah, no, I awful. know. I know. But I feel like, I feel like with this, with that show, they, I mean, based on the end that they chose for it, they knew the entire time that these characters are terrible. And, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the show. And I found them compelling and yeah some things have definitely not aged well yes a couple things. <laughs> but um yeah no it's hilarious i think it's still funny and it is historic in what it did for television mm-hmm. like i think this helped start like you know co- comedies like it's always sunny in philadelphia for instance you're meant to hate all those characters right. too right exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so I yeah. guess that makes me wonder about 
so it seems like the shows that we've mentioned in this conversation so far know that their characters are unlikable and it's kind of intentional. What about the ones mm-hmm. where they, the the writers and the producers, they don't know that their characters are unlikable and it kind of comes as a shock as the series goes along because there's definitely oh. been a few of those. Are you talking about oh. Glee? Because I feel like you're talking about Glee. I was talking about Glee and I'm talking about <laughs> Emily in Paris and... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to trash those two shows while I can. <laughs> oh, my God. No, because Bree just asked us, like, why does everyone hate Emily in Paris? And I was like, <laughs> just text them. I like, have, not, I have not seen this. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard, like, all the controversy about, like, the showrunners um, flying the Golden Globe people in oh, yeah. to and Paris. To a five-star <laughs> hotel. Yes. And, and, like, then they got the, the, the award, and now I think NBC, if I heard this correctly they've canceled the 2022 uh golden globes and it's just kind of funny that like uh emily in paris was the thing that kick-started that yeah it wasn't like the racism and sexism of the foreign press it was emily in paris <laughs> yes it was people realizing that a really bad show that just got nominated for an award they're like something is wrong and then they launched an Nobody... investigation and yeah Nobody thought about that when the Taurus got nominated. You know, they just wanted Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie to show up to the party. Uh, That's why it got nominated. Come on. Let's not act like this is like a real thing. But yeah, it's not like the show wasn't canceled, but the broadcast is canceled. So I think they're not having a big hullabaloo. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, because they still announced their nominations, which a little too late. Golden Globes. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Glee because... Let's talk about Glee. I couldn't stand Rachel. She got on my nerves about 100% of the time, even when she wasn't supposed to be getting on my nerves, even when you were supposed to be rooting for Rachel and Finn to get together. I just Which... couldn't stand any of them. I couldn't stand it... Kurt. I couldn't stand the teacher. I thought he was kind of weird. I don't know if that was intentional or... Um... No, Mr. Shu should go to jail. Actually, a lot of these people should go to jail, and I'll tell you why. But first, I have to ask: Was Rachel ever supposed to be endearing? Yes, thank you. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. So uh, my my thought on Glee, or at least what I what I originally thought it was supposed to be, was kind of this, almost kind of like I a satirical don't... sort of thing. But I, but I, but but like funny and musical based and all this all this stuff. And so it was it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of particular tropes of of just high school dramas. Um. And so I think that that's I think that that's what they were going for initially, and then it because they just couldn't carry that energy in a good way going forward. So the characters just continued to suck a lot, and it oh. just got worse and worse over time. Yeah, in the first episode, Rachel accuses the previous Glee club director of inappropriately touching a student because he did not give her the solo she felt she deserved. The teacher actually did do that, but. She wasn't going to report it. She only did it because she felt like, you know, as revenge, which, you know, if you see something like that, say something, Rachel. She told uh, somebody else she was threatened by to go to a crack house, a dangerous crack house. So that was great. You know, sent a child there. She <laughs> cheated on her longtime boyfriend, Finn, with his best friend, Puck, oh, after man. finding out that Finn slept with someone else when they weren't even dating. So... Not jail worthy, but really sucks. Um, you know, Sue <laughs> Sue Sylvester, played by Jane Lynch, mm-hmm. 
just in the first season, she drugs and blackmails the principal. Yeah. She kidnaps <laughs> Kurt and Blaine. Um, she just bullies children. Like <laughs> these are children. I do remember Kurt- her being awful. <laughs> yeah. And Kurt, Kurt and Blaine, don't they like both cheat on each other? Yes, Blaine was the only person I still liked, like by season three or four. But then he cheated and he went out with Kurt's the man who uh the boy who bullied Kurt and made him really upset and was super homophobic to Kurt. That's oh, who Blaine man. ended up dating for a while. <sighs> Awful. What? Yeah, it's so bad. It's, it's so bad. Writing. Really bad writing. Well, and again, I think I think that they just lost their whatever momentum they were going for because there's only I feel like the type of show that they were trying to make only could have gone so long mm-hmm. and before it completely imploded like it did. It should um, have ended with the the main of them graduating, honestly. It could have even ended before that. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been a one-season. Okay, speaking of things that happened after those main characters graduated, uh, a cheerleader character was introduced named Kitty. Okay, she did this because she didn't get a lead in a play. Let me just tell you. She tricked Marley into getting an eating disorder. She sewed her clothes on tighter and tighter, gave her diet pills, and told her how to make herself throw up. Holy! And there's no... Nothing happens to this girl. Like there's she no feels consequence bad. Or... There's no consequences. It's uh, insane. Man. Like this is like psychological torture. Yeah. It just... That's a complete <laughs> violation of somebody. Oh my God. I mean, God. It's psychopathic behavior. Yeah. And it's just like, and then they sing a happy song together and everything's okay. And that makes it okay. <laughs> You're okay, forgiven now. Go... Yeah, we're going to go to the worst of the worst. Mr. Oh, Shoe. Brace yourselves. Mr. Yeah. Shoe. Oh, this man should be in jail. So Mr. Shoe, just in the very first episode, he watches an underage boy sing in the shower. That's how he found out about Wait, what? Um, of, of Finn, right? I totally yeah, forgot about right. that. So, so yes, this that's bad. Before, before you go into horrible stuff about him. He originally, though, was, like, the guy that you were supposed to like, I feel. Yeah, you were supposed to root for him. Yeah, and and again, for a bit, you kind of do, especially just because his wife is terrible. Yeah, his wife, who fakes mm-hmm. a pregnancy mm-hmm. and was going to steal one of the teenagers, not steal, baby, take, take yeah. the baby <laughs> of one of them and, like, pretend it's theirs. Yeah. Were these people watching General Hospital or, like, One Life to Live before they wrote this show? Because... Literally sounds like most of these were lifted from soap operas. This was the well, first yes. season. And again, again, I think that I think that that was probably intentional. And it's that's soap what opera. Yeah, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. that was intentional, and I think it was well, supposed like to be kind of mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like I think it was supposed to be some sort of like kind of like sat- satire parody sort of situation uh, because they used all of these these tropes and we, you know ridiculous storylines and all that all that. Um, to, but tried to make it kind of funny. Uh, and you know, added musical element to it. So I think that they were just trying to create something a little bit new uh, yeah. off of those tropes and those ridiculous storylines, but it just got out of hand. Anyway, keep going with Mr. Shu. Okay. Yeah. So he, wow. the way he gets Finn to join Glee Club is basically framing him for drug possession. And again, blackmail. This is how it starts. So he should be out of the job. <laughs> he is not. He should not be around children. Oh, let me tell you why he shouldn't be around children. 
He performs Toxic, Britney Spears Toxic, Mm -hmm. with students and humps a hat throughout the whole thing. Oh, man. (laughs) And this is like during a pep rally when they're trying to get people to join Glee. He touches his students a lot during performances. And it's like, no, no, no. Um, He has them perform. He performs with them blurred lines while encouraging them to twerk, including the white people. Oh, no. God. There are crimes happening. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I'm really... I only I don't think I even finished the first season, so I need to I need to decompress after that. It's so much. It's so bad. I I just I can't. And that's the thing is like it made me not like the show. Unlike Seinfeld and Always Sunny and and like Vanessa with Gossip Girl is like, yeah, we hate these people, but Mm -hmm. We're having fun watching it. Yeah. And, you know. We, we have fun watching the, these people implode and all of their crazy, like, antics. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, there's something about about that. This It just, it goes too far and not in, not in like, a way that's okay. <laughs> I think what happens with Glee, especially, even though they're all played by adults and everything, they're still supposed to be high schoolers. They're still supposed to be children. Yeah. And I think, like, messing with kids like that is something, like, it's a no for me personally, and I know it's a no for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Yeah, at that age, 14 to 18 is so like, they're so vulnerable at that time. Mm-hmm. And like, seeing adults bully children. Yeah, maybe that's a big part of it. It's just like, and not just like bully, like call them names, like psychological torture of children, blackmailing and stealing babies. And like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that happens to two of the students' teenage um, parents. They try, like, the teenage mom tries to steal her baby back because she's like, oh, I miss my baby. Jeez. So, Candace, you were were saying earlier that Seinfeld was kind of instrumental in, you know, introducing the whole cast of characters that you don't like, or at least in the comedy world, right? Yeah. Um, My question is, like, what do you think? When did we start seeing this trend of, it didn't start with succession. We can all agree with that right yes. here. So what did it start with, in, in your opinion? I mean, other than Seinfeld, I feel like we've all ha- always like had anti-heroes in fiction right. that we have felt compelled to. But yeah, I think like Sopranos was a major turning point with that. I don't think there would have been a Breaking Bad without yeah. it. I, you right. know, I was going to say that. I really, I agree with you. And I think that the... That when the television, when the antihero started becoming more and more popular, is when we started moving away from the shows with the perfect nuclear family and started looking at troubled individuals. And um, as we saw, those were the types of shows that really took off because they were relatable um, in, in well, some way, you know? Yeah. If you look at the shows that became popular um, after Friends and did after all this like must see TV and um, like on NBC. Um, after Seinfeld and everything like that. They stopped being about family dynamics and friends. They started being about workplace comedies more. It was about people who were forced together more than like chose to be together. Mm-hmm. And those also like made a lot of differentiating personalities that clashed a lot more. Like we c- some people say they don't like anybody in the office because Jim is actually a terrible person. And he does torture Dwight. 
to some I was degree. Thinking about that, actually, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that. And Pam and Brie, Brie, Brie has a lot to say about that one. Oh yeah, they <laughs> do not like. Oh yeah, we talked about this in our like. Your favorite character is horrible, or whatever. Yeah, I think he's yeah. actually horrible. <laughs> um, so that you end up like getting to the point where like you don't like everyone because they clash so much and they do not so great pe- things to people. And a lot of times it's in the name of comedy. But if you're like, if you're in the real world and you're like harassing your coworker, your desk mate every single day, like we it's all a fireable have fireable like, offense. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we've all dealt with coworkers who are terrible. And it's just like, can't, <laughs> help but feel bad for either character but with stuff like that when you're talking about other like shows shows like the office or even you know some people with 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 friends how i met your mother like all of these shows where where you're you're saying people kind of end up hating them as they as they watch even more i think Mm -hmm. those those shows in particular are it's it's different because they weren't meant they weren't absolutely they weren't actually meant to be terrible people but what yeah. it what it was was that they were they're operating on you know just like well we have this idea for the show and we and we're going with it but then after you run out of a certain amount of material the characters just become caricatures of themselves and they never grow they never learn they never you know because they have to they have to have the, the you know content of something going wrong or somebody making a mistake or somebody right. doing you know getting into this or, or that and so it the the characters just never actually develop in an endearing way. They just become their flaws. Yeah, that's just like what happened with Jim and Pam in the office is like, oh, we're going too long and they already have two kids. We what are we going to do to mess this up now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are we right. going to do to like put a wrench in it? It's like you don't have to put a if you are if you are a good show, you do not have to put a wrench in in it in it in any way in order to make either comedy or storyline happen. You don't have to do it. If you do feel like you have to do it, you probably should end the show. Yeah, and yeah. So those shows obviously didn't start. Um, obviously, people found them very endearing. That's why they were so popular for so long. But yeah, but these shows that started off where it's like, this guy's a mobster and he's a murdering right. people. <laughs> yeah, different you know? because that's that's setting you up for a completely different mindset at the from the beginning of the show, so that you right. can you can now you don't have to like sit there and be like, oh man, you know the character, you know you're getting involved with this character and liking them and are so disappointed when they, it turns out that they're like just terrible or they never grow. It's that you already go in knowing that this is going to be a character that you probably will not really enjoy. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with Seinfeld was everyone at the time in the 90s were watching a sitcom and you're like, these are my heroes. You know, these are the people I'm supposed to root for. And they just like didn't pick up on the fact that like, no, these are terrible people. And yeah, that's, story- the, that's the audience's mm-hmm. fault, I feel, in yes. that particular Yeah, no, it's, it's not the writer's <laughs> fault. They did a great job ending it because, honestly, like, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense for who these people are. And it's satisfying to watch, you know? Yeah. But you know they're just going to go right back to what they're doing the second that they're out of jail. They're going to they're cuz they're ending on a cycle like the the last conversation that you see before they pull the camera away on Seinfeld is Jerry and George having the exact same conversation they had in the pilot about the buttons in his shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's circular. It's yeah. not ending and yeah. 
So I think um, Seinfeld Sopranos, they helped usher in the way of people like realizing you can have some terrible people as your main characters and people will watch it. Because yes. without those, we wouldn't have Always Sunny. We wouldn't have so many other shows. Yeah, so we want to know what TV show did you just like hate all the characters? They could have been meant to be endearing. Which ones did you just go, no, thank you. Um, you can find us at geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, thegeekywaffle.com online, the geeky waffle everywhere else on Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, YouTube, TikTok, all the cool places. You can find me at Candace is a geek on Twitter. Mac, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find my writing on the geeky waffle. You can also check out my website. It's macthemuser.com. Uh, that's Mac, M A C K. And yeah, you can also check out our um, killer waffles horror podcast that I do with Bree who is one of the OG waffles. Yeah. I bet there's some people in there that you don't like, right. The, <laughs> that you cover, right. Oh, with horror movies. Well, with horror, they die. So they're getting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know that they're not getting away with their actions. So <laughs> that's true. And Vanessa, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me probably only on Instagram, which is <laughs> at, <laughs> at no underscore roads, underscore Nessa. The Back to the Future reference. Back yeah. The future. <laughs> Stay geeky, everyone.